Okay, we're now recording to the cloud. So um, has anybody seen the, there's a documentary somewhere, Netflix or something like that, about Jerry Seinfeld? Anybody seen it? It kind of starts with him and he's like sitting in like the window on Fifth Avenue or something and it kind of like goes through his career and shows some of his comedy across the years and stuff like that. Anybody? Lou's seen it. The most impressive, uh, the most impressive part of that documentary is what, if you've seen it? What's the most amazing thing in the documentary? And if it doesn't come instantly to mind, you haven't actually seen it. The most amazing thing. Nope. If you haven't seen it, you're not allowed to guess. So between Roberta and Lou who have seen it, what's the most amazing thing about it? As a matter of fact, let me Google it. Yeah, here it is. Uh, how do I stop my share? This is the most amazing thing about the whole documentary. Can everybody see my screen? What is that? It's Jerry Seinfeld amongst every joke he's ever written. No, it's not Troy, New York. It looks a little bit like it, but this is every photo of Jerry, or every joke he's ever written because what Jerry Seinfeld does is he's got like pads of paper, right? And every day he writes a joke. And the, some, a lot of times the joke is crap and a lot of times the joke is good. Um, but he, every single day he writes a joke and keeps it on his pad of paper. And then, um, you know, how long has he been doing comedy? Like, I don't know. 30, 40, 50 years, something like that, right? Um, and anyway, you can see how all of his jokes, it can line like an entire street. Isn't that amazing? Nobody thinks that's amazing? You guys are asleep today. Well, Sarah says, wow, thank you, Sarah, for humoring me. Give me some, like a Y or a G or something in the chat if you think that's amazing. Doesn't he have writers? I don't think so. Maybe for the show he did, not for his own stand-up. It's incredible, right? So here's all the jokes he's ever written. And um, before long, you could pave an entire street with the jokes. That's right. So, um, and what you would find, right? Uh, what you would find if you, um, if, if you did something similar with people like Jack Lee, or Willie McCallum, uh, or myself, or Stuart Little, or name any other amazing player that you can think of. Go ahead, name some names in the chat there. This is a chance for you to uh, sit up in your chair, grab that keyboard, get into the conversation. Callum Beaumont is another great example. Bruce Gandy, definitely a great example. He's one of the hardest working players I know. Alex would be a good example. These younger names that you mentioned are particularly interesting. Right? And then uh, a few weeks ago, I posted on the, um, on the internal chat, there is that meme of uh, Yoda and whatever he says, right? Like a master of something has failed more times than you've even tried or something like that. What did it say? 
Does anybody remember? I'm in here right now. I'll find it. Um, nope. 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 I just want, I don't want to chat with anyone. I just want to find my thing. Where's my thing? Scrolling down, scrolling down. Things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. Something about whiskey. I don't remember. Does anybody remember? Here we go. Master has failed more times than the beginner has ever, ever tried. Yeah, kind of. Yep. And then what you would find is like take somebody like Callum. Callum has probably spent more time performing in front of an audience under pressure than you've even spent playing bagpipes, period. Maybe even more than you've even spent thinking about it. Robert Matheson is a great example of that. <laughs> He's probably spent more time, you know, uh, playing at the World Pipe Band Championships than uh, a lot of us have spent piping, right? So how do we get to that level of playing? Or how do, how do we get to that level? Well, you know, the difference is not in, um, the difference is not in the um, desire to do it. It's not in the type of instruction to, that you get. It's definitely not in the type of bagpipes that you play or the types of reads that you choose. What is the common denominator? What is the common denominator across all of these players and somebody like Jerry Seinfeld or masters in other fields? And it's not even, you know, it's interesting. It's not even, there's a lot going around in the performance uh, world, you know, the debate between being a generalist and being a specialist. It's not even about that, right? And it doesn't even have to do with desire. Definitely not. Uh, Janet says commitment and and I think that's getting warmer. Focus and determination, not really. You should ask Stuart Little how focused and determined he has been on average throughout his life and his career. You will find that he would probably say he has not been focused or particularly determined for the majority of his career. I bet you. I don't know. I've never asked him that. Focus and determination is not the common denominator. The common denominator is what? Right? And this is where like the Seinfeld method comes in. That's why the documentary was so, so cool. Right? Common denominator. Right? This is the theory that the dojo operates on. Common denom, denom, tor equals every day. Yeah. Right. The common denominator is that it's just a given that you play every day. Yep. Tina says trying every day. I like it. Actually doing it a little bit every day. Right. And so uh, actually playing every day and actually wanting to, or if not wanting to just, you know, understanding that it's going to happen is really, really important. I remember, um, I remember I spent, a fair bit of time with Terry Lee over the years um, when I lived in Vancouver. And um, I remember that it was just a given, you know, every day after school or after dinner, Terry and Terry would sit down and listen to Alistair play. I'm not sure, you know, 
And, and you could say like, oh, wow, Alistair's so amazing because he had a lesson every day from Terry Lee, who's a great piper. And that's probably a little bit true. That might be what separates Alistair from other really excellent players is the fact that the instruction that he received was so good. But the real common denominator, the reason that these players are way up in the top 1%, I believe, is not so much that they had great instruction, but that they did it every single day. I can name a lot of people who had great instruction who are not great players. It's also one of the reasons that, you know, Glenn Brown is a um, great solo competitor. And by great, I mean absolute top of the world. And I'm not. Right? One of the reasons, and I've sort of come to terms with this over the years, is for me to play my solo material every single day as a total chore and I hate doing it. And then ultimately, you know, in, in busy real life, I just don't do it. So there's only so good I can be. When I was playing the solos in 2017 and getting back into it, it felt a lot like a chore to me. Um, and so, you know, over time, it's just not something I think I want to stick with, at least not at this stage, unless I can figure out how to reignite, not the flame of solo competing. I love solo competing. I love winning. I love competing. I love like getting, you know, I love the day of the games, getting my pipes going. I love that. But what I mean is reignite the flame of preparation, loving the preparation of it. Does that make sense? What I'm saying there to everybody. And that, that, that's what we're trying to do here at the dojo, right? We're trying to give people a platform uh, to do what they need to do every single day. Janet says, what makes it a chore for you? It's really, really, really boring, Janet, to me. So um, uh, it's in, there's an interesting uh, article on Rob Wallace's site, even though uh, – I don't really agree with the entire article. Jimmy McIntosh is, you know, he's really pointing out just how technical PBROC um, competitions have become. So the winner is just the person who has a great bagpipe and great technique. And that's really boring, right? So practice four to eight, uh, 15 minute PBROCs, right? Keeping them going every, not maybe every day, but you know, you're doing a lot of PBROC every single day and really, what you need to win is just to be in tune and have perfect technique. Um, that doesn't interest me that much. It's pretty boring. And then playing MSRs, um, you know, playing all of your material many times a week. It's just, uh, it's just really, really grueling and boring. That's why I don't like it. It doesn't say anything about me if I can win a solo competition right? It, all it says is that I can get my bagpipe in tune and, and play without missing any doublings. To me, that's not that interesting. Isn't that like any other competitive sport? Uh, where it's different is in um, the way that it's adjudicated. You know, if there was a truly objective way to adjudicate these uh, contests, and if you really wanted to admit that solo piping was sport only. Oh, there's some big things. Uh, it could be a little bit more interesting. 
Um, but the problem is um, you, you practice really, really hard and then you're adjudicated by people who uh, cannot, they don't really understand the level that you're playing at, especially in the light music. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not cool. I love doing it. Like I said, I love solo competing. I do not love the preparation. Jack Lee uh, loves it. He loves getting the pipes out and he loves running through all of his tunes every day. He loves the idea of it. He loves the culture of it. He, you know, um, he loves the prestige of it. And so like he's fired up. Same with Callum. You know, I spent a lot of time with Callum. Right, exactly. That's right, John. And what's interesting is you take the pipe bands, I'm the opposite when it comes to the pipe bands. Sure, I like to catch the fish, but I like the fishing even better. I love setting up reeds like in our local grade three band just yesterday. I was getting some new reeds going for players, setting them up, making sure that they're set the right way. You know, I love building the sound. I love figuring out ways to get people to play better together. I love all that stuff. I love getting to band early. You know, uh, I love that stuff. For some reason, I can't, I don't really, I can't really explain why. But to me, it's a lot more interesting. You know, to me, that's a lot more interesting. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, laws, uh, that's a good question, Janet. Like why, you know, why I don't really like it. And it's kind of a grown up, you know, it's kind of a grown up decision, right? It's kind of a grown up decision. It's like, do I want to raise my kids an extra two hours every day? Or do I want to play all my P-Brocks? to see if I can keep my pipes in tune and, and play all my crown Lewis without missing them. You know, you, you know, in grown up land, you have to pick and choose. So that sort of brings us back to what most of us are dealing with, where most of us are in grown up land and we need to, uh, we need to figure out how bagpipes are going to fit into our lives, right? Most of us can figure out how the parades and the competitions are going to fit into our lives. But what you really need to figure out is how the preparation is going to fit into your lives and how the preparation is going to be something that you look forward to and that you enjoy doing. Uh, Beth, I think, is here. And um, Beth, you've played every day for the last 700 days. I'm going to turn on your microphone. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit about what that process has been like? Oh, Okay. I haven't got my headphones in, but can you hear me all right? I can. Yeah, so what happens is, uh, of course, I'm retired, but um, I have a regular time of the day that I do that. Uh, we just plan it into our schedule. And in fact, um, if I haven't started up to my practice room around the time that I normally do, my husband says, isn't it time for you to play now? So we yeah. just... We just made it part of our day, like making a meal or walking a dog or anything else. It's time to go piping. So that's how it works is that it's just something that I made time for in the beginning and made a conscious effort. And then over time, it just became part of the routine. So talk about the beginning more. And um, was it difficult at the beginning? Yeah, it was. It was. I did the 100-day bagpipe challenge and I made a chart and um, I had to... Um, like leave my chanter out or leave my music out around the house to remind me to go up to my practice room and play. And uh, 
sometimes I played it, you know, had to get up out of bed and go play a tune because I forgot. Um, but it doesn't take long. I mean, less than a month, you can build a habit. So if you just stick with it, you know, for like three or four weeks, uh, then it becomes a habit and natural to you. And it's important, like, uh, it's important in the early stages, like when you forget and you're in bed, it's important to actually get out of bed and do it, right? Just yeah. to, because there's something like mental about it. There is. You get that kind of thing in your head, like, you know, I can't let myself down or I can't let the challenge go by or, you know, I don't want to have to start again on 100 days. And it just becomes important to keep it going, to keep the momentum going. And it kind of is self-reinforcing and self-motivating because you, you want to see that keep going. Cool. And then now you're at 700 days. Correct. It'll be two years in October. Nice. I've got another student who at least claims to have continued doing it, although I haven't seen him for less than a while. Anyway, Beth, thank you for that. Um, so, um, yeah, Tony says, hence the music planner. Yeah, that's a thing that we're working on, um, which, is, which I'm pretty excited about. Should be pretty cool. Uh, it's in the works. The prototype is uh, en route to me as we speak. Uh, <coughs> but it's not just that, right? So you go on the Dojo U website and we see stuff like, uh, we see stuff like the daily doses, right? Keyword daily. I think we do five of those a week or something, right? Um, but that's a good thing to do. You know, some people are in the habit of doing that every day. Um, and then uh, we have the 100-day bagpipe challenge, which is some th uh, things that people do. I don't think you even need to be a member to get involved with that. Um, and then we have our weekly, we have our weekly sort of development framework that we do here for the morning classes and all of our other classes, so, sort of like a thing we can do every week to get a little bit better. Um, and, uh, you know, and then there is a backbone to that, right? There's all the courses and all that stuff that you can do on your own time. You could set up a routine to watch one lesson every day so you can improve your knowledge a little bit every day. Okay, but that's the idea, right? Um, and it's something that we can do that no other bagpipe uh, learning platform can do, which is really cool. Uh, not, that's not true. Uh, if your dad is Terry Lee, then you can do it, right? You can work with Terry Lee every single day. Or when I was a little kid, I didn't necessarily work with my dad every day, but I worked with him every day that I wanted to. You know, my dad was really big on like, not... Uh, not pushing it, right? So if, if I went a week or two without wanting to, that's probably why I'm so undisciplined now. Thanks, Dad. No, uh, but, uh, you know, he didn't push me to do it. But, but generally speaking, whenever I mastered the previous lesson, we got a new one. And obviously, we listened and talked to piping a lot every day, talked about piping and stuff like that. So that, that's one way to do it. But most people don't have that, right? So what's cool about Dojo U is there are several ways that we can help you do this every day. Do we need to do a lot every day or is it okay to just do a little every day? What do we think? <clears throat> the common denominator is every day. Whether it's a lot or a little really doesn't matter. Okay, Lou, I know you're a bit newer, so 
So uh, doing a lot is not important. Doing a little every single day is important. And then it's like anything else, right? Think maybe other things that you enjoy that you do every day. Maybe you don't even enjoy them. But you do it every day. I, lo I love the brushing the teeth analogy, right? We brush our teeth every day. Sometimes, you know, I think people, you know, brush their teeth twice a day. Right? And then uh, you brush your teeth every day. And then something tells me that people do, sometimes we do the deep floss and we do like the really intense like mouthwash gargle. We might not do that every single day. And that's probably okay. Your teeth are not going to fall out if you don't do the deep floss and the gargle every single day. As long as we keep the daily basic thing going. So just to kind of stick with the um, toothbrushing analogy. My guess is that, you know, if you're a professional golfer, bringing in the golf analogy, you know, you're doing a little bit of golf every single day. But you might not be playing a full round of 18 plus a golf lesson plus three buckets of balls every day. There are probably some days that look like that, but not every single day. Rob says a 10-minute chanter session. Yeah. And then when is your bagpipe session every day? Right. Practicing making you late. Yep. Yeah. You might need to just start practicing a little bit earlier or practice a bit smarter so it can be shorter. The problem is practicing makes you late every day is eventually you're going to have to give it up. And we have to make sure that we're playing our pipes. Nobody cares how good you are at your practice chanter. Keep that in perspective. And the practice chanter is a lot easier than playing the pipes. It doesn't actually reflect, it doesn't actually represent the commitment that playing the pipes requires. Right? So you have to play the pipes every day, full pipes every day. Uh, Rob, four sessions per week on pipes? Not enough, in my opinion. Not if you actually want to, you know, see great improvement continually for a long time. It would be better to do six a week, shorter, right? Like, uh, let's go through some of this, some of this together, right? So what's better, four-hour practice session on Saturday or 15 minutes every day? What's better? What's going to make you a better piper in the long run? 15 minutes every day comes out to one hour and 45 minutes of practice time. Four hours is what? 300, no, 240 minutes. Did I get that right? Yeah, 240 minutes versus 105 minutes. Which one is better, right? It's not the amount of time that you spend. It's the regularity and the integration of it into your Daily, everyday life, every day is the common denominator. Every day.
What's better, four-hour practice session on Saturdays or 10 minutes every day? Still the second one is better. Okay. Um, John, that's a bit of an extreme example, but that's right. The idea is a compounding interest of it, right? Is the halo effect. That's the idea, right? Is this gives us momentum. This does not. Now, what's the best? The best might be might be 10 minutes every day and go hog wild on Saturdays. That would be awesome. That would be the best probably, right? Roberta, does that look like your um, general, does that look like uh, your general weekly thing? 10 minutes a day and every now and then you go hog wild? Yeah, me too. That's what mine looks like. And it also kind of expands out into the year, right? I play more at Piping Live that one week in August. I probably play more. It's not actually entirely true, but uh, I'm immersed in it a lot more. That's for sure. But I probably play more that one week in August than I did the entire le year leading up to that. You know, that's not actually true because uh, you can't, if you're playing in a really top grade one band, you have to limit how much you play or else the moisture and stuff would get to you. Are people finding this conversation useful? By the way, we can switch gears at any time. Yeah, maybe a little longer than 10 minutes. Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. But we don't put pressure on ourselves to practice an hour every day. That's not gonna happen, it's not realistic. Callum Beaumont hasn't played a full hour in a day outside of like, you know, the big competition days, probably ever. That might not be true. But very rarely. Okay, and it's okay to go hog wild sometimes, but we don't put pressure on ourselves to go hog wild all the time. Okay, and definitely, right, how many people here currently, or at least used to, only play your pipes once a week at band practice? Or how many bands do we know of, or is this our own band, where that kind of behavior is acceptable? And I don't mean they're saying that's acceptable, but that's what they're tolerating, right? The problem with that is not that they're lazy, but that they're never gonna get any better that way. If your wife won't let you play, that's an easy one. Get her some nice noise-canceling headphones for her birthday. Problem solved. How did you learn how to ride a bike? I, I like that analogy too. Did you learn a bike by trying for four hours each Saturday? Or by kind of trying every single day a little bit until eventually you got it? Yeah. It also could be another excuse to get those divorce papers dusted off, move on with your life so you can actually enjoy it. <laughs> Whoops, never mind. Yeah, you fall into a lot of parked cars a little bit at a time. Probably not one big four-hour session, but a lot of little sessions. That's how we get better. 
How many people speak another language or learned another language? You probably do that a little bit every day. And then, you know, the absolute best way, which would be the same way we can get, we can really kind of skyrocket our piping. The best way to learn language and the best way to learn piping and the best way to learn pretty much anything is to immerse yourself in, um, in a group of people that do that thing. Cruise commercial. Well, no, no, it's a commercial for Dojo U, right? That's what we're doing here every day. Especially if you're active on the Facebook groups and whatever, you know, uh, you can really immerse yourself in a bunch of people who are trying to do what you're trying to do and a bunch of people who are masters at what you're trying to do. That's what school is, right? That's where you drop your kids off every single day. Oh, there's the everyday thing again. That's where you drop your kids off every weekday anyway to become immersed in um, a learning environment. Okay. So uh, use Dojo U wisely and become good at pipes. And, uh, and you know, and you got to be real about what good means. Like Beth isn't a grade one solo competitor yet, but I bet you after 700 days of playing her pipes, she feels really confident with her instrument. Her instrument feels comfortable. It's gone from being something that's extremely hard to do to something that feels extremely comfortable to do. Yeah, that's like, you know, don't forget that sort of real world stuff is, is the, the foundation of that pyramid. And it all points in the direction of being amazing like Callum Beaumont. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, you can't expect that to happen overnight. 